What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Thank you for hanging out with us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivan Lovegren. Ivan, how you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a crazy day, crazy week in the hobby. Is, is Hobby Happenings uh, 40 minutes long again this week, Rob? Um, it could be. Because last be. week was its own news show. Hey, we have that- breaking news. We have breaking news. Um, Does it involve the thing you're breaking right now? Yeah. Uh, I was expecting a package that usually arrives much earlier. So I had to send the show notes out thinking we weren't going to have anything from Panini. But instead, we've got uh, a box of Panini Contenders Draft Picks football to break tonight. Oh, nice. We have uh, Absolute Baseball to break tonight. I think this is also the first time we've gotten a look at your dog live on the show. Hi, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I showed him off when he was a puppy. Come on, out, buddy. Go on. <laughs> um, and let's see. He's a cutie. We're going to save that one. That's All right. Cute. So two more box breaks to add to tonight. It's an already huge well, Wait a minute. Show. Was that Chronicle Soccer? Um, I don't know. Can I be crazy and advocate for that in place of the absolute? And we work absolute in, uh, to a Twitch break or something over the next week while we're gone. No. Um, okay. So let's see. Uh, what do we got going now on? Now you'll see who's in charge. We've well, we've got, got a poll question that we have to fight over. This one's going to be a fighting poll. So why is it going to be fighting? Because it's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because you did it, not me. What? What makes it wrong? <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a minute. I'm sure that you'll because say it's them, right. Them's fighting that I'm wrong. And I know. You know, there's always a method to my madness. So, um, yeah, but there's also always madness in that madness. Bring it on. All right. So, yeah, so we've got a packed show between that. Lots of box breaks, hopefully some special guests. And I'm going to tease and throw out there. We've got a a pre-recorded interview, but we've got an interview with a source at PSA to talk about changes to grading and some of the conspiracy theories that people have been hearing about. That said, let's dive into this poll, Rob, because I want to get there. So make sure that you live Q of the week poll. Yeah, go to twitter.com slash live. You'll see it up here on the screen, but we also want you to go to the Twitter account to follow us and vote in the poll, because right now we've got 225 votes, one hour left. Let's see if this changes after our debate. But also, you saw all the stuff we're going to start ripping tonight. Um, you know, make sure If you want to win some of those hits, you have to be following us on Twitter. So that's the warm-up. That's the primer. Just like when you're about to mow the lawn and you gotta gotta hit that primer to get it started. So the, with it primed. Yeah. The GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll is what one classic TV sitcom still deserves a modern trading card set. You know, the ones with theme parallels, autographs, prop and wardrobe cards. Your choices, Seinfeld, MASH, Friends, and Other. Seinfeld leading the way at 46.7%, a lot of replies at 18.2, but it's not beating the second place TV show of MASH. So, Ivan, um, what's wrong with the poll question? Well, first off, there's one thing right. 
which is that Seinfeld is the right answer. We all know that's the right answer. It, <laughs> it, you know, so I'm glad to see that it has the majority vote. It's what I voted for. But while I get the question, I know you're going to have justification for it. There is no way MASH belongs on that list and The Office doesn't if we're looking at only three <laughs> options. Okay, here we go. I knew, number one, I knew that if I left, if I put The Office on, it would be number two, friends would be number three, other would be number four. I left Office off to see if other could surpass whatever is number two, which is currently MASH. And more importantly, I wanted to see MASH beat Friends. <laughs> so there is no wrong to this. There's just reasoning you may not have considered and or agree with upon reflection. Especially because let's let's uh, you can't see it up there, but I, I know that you also put it in the wording, but MASH has a card set. Now, it may not be a modern trading card set with parallels, autographs, props, and wardrobe cards, but MASH at least does have a card set. There are graded versions of the MASH cards. I, Seinfeld, I, Friends, and The Office all don't even have a set of cards, which is why they especially deserve to be on there. I can I, I, I understand that reasoning. What does uh, some of the audience members say? We've got... Uh, Mike Yoffman agreeing that he needs mash trading cards to go with his mad uh, or his mash beer. Levi says Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They made those, I think. Didn't Inkworks make those? I think they did. Um, think of all the great stuff you could do with a modern mash card set. Seinfeld need a soup Nazi card. Donnie S. The Dingo Dude says The Office. Manera Sports says the office it looks like dart made sabrina the teenage witch dart okay and, and that was in 1999 so then that begs the question is that modern enough yeah are there relics okay. are there autographs there Somebody are prism x files trading oh my gosh there have been so many x files cards sets through the years I think yeah well that's a good thing that's another yeah. reason I do like this poll. If you're listening to the answers, hopefully you're able to learn a bit. And let's say you said X-Files. Well, guess what? There actually are those cards out there. Yeah, Rittenhouse, Archives, Upper Deck, Tops. They've all had the license. Uh, Tops is the, the set was along the line of what a MASH set looked like, though, even back then in the 90s. So definitely prefer the Upper Deck Inkwork stuff. Golden Girls, The Wire, Community. Married with children. Ooh, good one. Um, okay. Yeah, fun. So let's see if uh, there's any Friends fans out there that are watching this and can surpass the MASH vote. We'll check in on the poll I, later. I do poll. like that Kristen Barrett said I was torn between Seinfeld and Friends here. So she actually admits that she voted for Friends, even though she was torn. But um, I, I'm also a little bit curious because I don't know – if the Twitter algorithm picks up poll options, Friends is trending right now because of the Friends reunion. So I wonder if it was in the tweet itself and not the poll options, if it may have just gotten more clicks because of, because of that. So. Interesting. Uh, someone, uh, Stuff Miami in the chat says, cheers, 
instead Ooh. of some of the garbage like The Office. But I would argue if you wanted to throw a classic show on there just to you know really mix it up, I would say that a Cheers set would have more demand than a MASH set. I would agree with you. I think I would agree with you on that. That'd be so, fun. There's James. So much you could do. Uh, is our guest? Are we having any? Are we getting a guest or? Okay. Well, then we James, were scheduled I'm gonna put to have on the spot. Just, just so I can uh, let our audience know what's going on. We were scheduled to have, as we mentioned last week, Scott Greenberg, co-founder and CEO of Starstock, on. Uh, some miscommunication, pr- probably on our end. So we'll effort to get him back on the program soon. Um, as Ivan mentioned, in place of that, we're going to um, play two parts of an interview with Kevin Lenane of Genement, who sold his company to PSA and is now working in product development with the company. Um, we've got so many things releasing next week. We had to split a pot in the shop into two separate episodes, uh, segments and same, I guess, for then box breaks to basically break everything up. So what I'm trying to say is that two's are wild. But before we dive into our next segment, be sure you guys vote in the tweet or in the poll, retweet that, and uh, just follow Ivan's instructions the rest of the show because Twitter is where we're going to aggregate all of the different platforms watching tonight that we're streaming to, and we'll announce the winners from tonight's box breaks at the end of the program. Anything else, Ivan? Well, I actually something just came up on the we could talk about this all day because you actually have an article on gogts.net about uh, these types of trading cards, right? What, what's a it few called? different the, ones, yeah. There's the exhaustive, a, uh, exhausting. <laughs> the ultimate guide to collecting celebrity autographs. There's that one. There's uh, collecting what you watch, favorite TV shows. Uh, yeah. A few different so this is important because, like again, we do see a few things that are said that do have card sets. My dad just texted me, hi, Kurt, and said, Breaking Bad. Well, Breaking Bad has a card set. But, and it was a modern one, although they weren't able to get Brian Cranston to sign autos for it. But we did just see uh, another one in the chat. Uh, I lost where it was, but they said Arrested Development. And Oh, <laughs> Rob, explain this to me, because I just jumped on eBay to use as the guide, and I see a ton of Cryptozoic Arrested Development trading card promo P1 from yes. 2015. But they I had seeing nothing yep. else. You're absolutely correct, Ivan. They um, were scheduled to have a series or a season one through four um, kind of anthology set. And unfortunately, it did get canceled. But uh, I mean, that was solicited and pre-order sent in from distribution. And then for whatever reason, it got canceled. Interesting. Hmm? Yes. Very. All right. We've got a lot to talk about and a lot to do. So let's dive right into it with a look at what's going on in the hobby with some news notes and nuggets from around the web. So here is a look at this week's hobby happenings. Yep, that's right. It's game on for the 41st National Sports Collectors Convention. And I can tell you us here at GoGTS Live and all of us at GTS Distribution are excited to get the band back together and to be taking this show on the road for four and a half days of live streaming from the Mike Burkus main stage. Ivan, your thoughts on this? I'm ready. 
Okay. Well, show promoters released a statement saying full opening metrics in Illinois are continuing to approve, and it appears that Governor Pritzker will announce on June 11th that the state has entered phase five of their reopening plan, barring any setbacks in the recovery. Phase five indicates that all events in Illinois can take place without capacity restrictions. Whoa. Which means we could see a record-setting attendance national. We are looking forward to holding the national as scheduled and seeing everyone at the 41st National July 28th through August 1st at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Chicago. Boom! Additionally, the star-studded lineup of celebrity signers appearing in the TriStar Autograph Pavilion at the National will be announced on Tuesday, June 8th. In another sign that things are beginning to return to normal, Beckett Media announced the return of the Industry Summit as an in-person event scheduled to take place at the Westgate Resort Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, September 12th to 15th. The Industry Summit is a B2B trade conference for the sports collectibles industry and only took place as a virtual event in 2020. Industry Summit Director Ted Barker said, Our team has been working for months on this year's summit, and we are incredibly excited to return to a live event with more to do and learn than ever. DJ Kazmerzak, Vice President of Sales and Product Development for Panini America, commented, quote, The Industry Summit will be a celebration of a robust industry, the return of seeing friends and business partners in person, and strategizing about how we continue the incredible success and momentum our industry is experiencing. Plus, we have a couple of surprises up our sleeves. You won't want to miss it. End quote. This year's summit has expanded to include an open-to-the-public industry summit card show at the Westgate, September 10th and 11th. Barker stated, The card show is a tremendous addition, and the time is right. Our industry has reached a new era of success the last 18 months, and collectors are streaming to card shows as they begin to open again. Our 200-table event will sell out quickly. For more details, and if you'd like to reserve a table, visit www.theindustrysummit.com. On a much darker note, unfortunately, Sports Collectors Daily reports that Memory Lane Auctions, um, who's just a great company and some good people in the Coens over there, uh, are kicking into a growing reward aimed at finding the killer of a six-year-old boy in a road rage incident not far from the company's Southern California offices. The boy's mother was driving her son to kindergarten when another driver opened fire between 7 a.m. and 8.15 a.m. The boy was struck in the stomach. The mother pulled over immediately, called 911, where the boy was rushed to Children's Hospital of Orange County, where he was unfortunately pronounced dead. KNBC-TV stopped by Memory Lane's offices and talked with other business owners, kicking in to a reward that's now reached $300,000. Watch this. The reward is growing tonight to catch the person who killed a six-year-old boy in a road rage shooting in Orange County. Thanks to community donations, that reward is now $300,000. NBC4's Vicki Vargas live in Orange Forest where she spoke with people moved to chip in. Vicki. Yeah, Carolyn, keep in mind, all of this started with Aiden's own family. They made the first pledge, and then Supervisors Wagner and Foley jumped in. Today, the Orange County District Attorney added to the reward fund, along with some local business owners. And we also spoke with a woman who said 
She is no longer anonymous. She says she came forward because she knew she had to do something. Alicia Cohen is in the memorabilia business, preparing to auction a baseball card collection that could be worth $20 million. This is like the holy grail of modern baseball cards. Among the rarities, this 1933 Babe Ruth Gowdy, a one-of-a-kind in this condition. All of this, says Cohen, has a price tag. But what was lost last Friday does not. It was just horrible. I mean, it was an innocent child on his way to school, and... For something like that to happen was just horrible. I can't imagine. Six-year-old Aiden Laos was struck and killed by a bullet from a passing car on the 55 freeway. According to his mother, a woman was driving the other car and there was a male passenger. Authorities describe it as road rage. So far, no one has come forward. The larger the reward, you know, somebody knows something, and hopefully this will get somebody to speak up. Good Samaritans are working behind the scenes. This website asks who shot Aiden, describing the suspect car and pleading for tips to go directly to the CHP. I couldn't even imagine what it's like, you know, especially with the bounty getting so big on this guy's head, where he's going, what he's doing, what he's thinking. I mean, you know, I mean... You know, I doubt he's going to turn himself in. Billy Skeffington is angry. The Villa Park businessman says he was just ahead of the shooting on the 55 when he realized traffic had stopped behind him. The father of six is dipping into his company's coffers along with a handful of business friends to add to the reward. Gut-wrenching. It was just horrible. I mean, I don't understand where common sense in the world's gone. Alicia Cohen says the story hit home for her. She volunteers at Chalk Hospital, which is where little Aiden was taken after the shooting and where he died. There were two people in the car. Somebody knows something, and they just can't get away with this. And that seems to be the mutual goal of everyone who has contributed to this reward fund. It is for information leading to the arrest and conviction of whoever is responsible. Live in Orange, I'm Vicki Vargas, NBC4 News. In other crime news, it appears that those strings of hobby shop burglaries we told you about in Kentucky and Tennessee last month may in fact be related. Detectives in both states are comparing notes on the thefts at Eddie's Sports Treasures and Kentucky Cards. The local Fox News affiliate recently spoke with the owners of both stores. Watch this. A man carrying a backpack just 68 seconds to steal $25,000 in trading cards from a Lexington sports memorabilia store. It was a bold move for the masked intruder, not just because all of the security cameras, but because the store's owner has a social media following 25,000 strong. And they're all now trying to figure out who he is. Here's a look in this week's Crime Stoppers report. I was like, oh man, this guy doesn't have a chance. Like, I had so many eyes out there. Kentucky Roadshow Shop is relatively new to Romney Road, but its owner, Jimmy Mahan, it was incredible, has roots here. That was the good thing that came from this, was the amount of support. One look at the store's Instagram account, and it is clear from his following, when you mess with Mahan, it's like disturbing a hornet's nest. It stung because so much of what we're trying to do through the hobby is community-based, where it's like if somebody came in and needed help, we probably would have helped. 
Instead, on the evening of April 29th, this crook helped himself to an estimated $25,000 in wax trading cards. There's stuff that's worth more than what he took, but it's much more traceable. The unopened boxes are much harder to trace. Around the same time as this break-in, 170 miles south in Knoxville, police there were working a similar burglary. Probably 200 different items on the shelves, and he took all the exp most expensive ones, and he did it within two minutes. A thief busted into Eddie's sports treasures the same way and took $50,000 in cards. One of the boxes that he took was it retails for $3,500. And I had eight of those taken. Now detectives in two states are comparing details and videos. And I think there is a loose connection to that uh, down in Knoxville. Where the individual is from here or there, I don't know. But there is a connection to that one, I believe. I just want to catch the guy. I mean, I'm more worried about that than I am the money. Obviously, $50,000 is very important to me as it would be to anybody. But the point is, I absolutely despise thieves. It, it's a gut punch. It is a gut punch. Because Jimmy says this man. No question. No question. I think he'd been here. And likely stuck around to chat. We pride ourselves on, hey, come on in. We're going to greet you. We're going to talk to you. So that, that stings that the decision was still made. Well, I'm going to go rob them. Lexington police say to keep an eye out for places that the thief might try to sell the cards, particularly sites like Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, and Craigslist. And if you think you know who the man is, call the Crime Stoppers tip line at 253-2020. Very cool and unfortunate. <laughs> Jeremy Murray, president of Beckett Collectibles, issued a statement this week announcing some changes designed to clear the company's backlog ahead of being able to offer on-site grading at the National Sports Collectors Convention. The statement reads, quote, starting June 7th, Beckett will suspend all grading submissions other than our premium level. All orders that are submitted under the express standard and economy level will be returned to the customer ungraded. The reason behind this decision is simply to allow us to focus on the growing backlog we have and to get as many cards back to customers as possible before the national. This is not ideal for anyone, but something our competition has done. We now feel this is the right move for Beckett. Again, this is going to be temporary and something we believe will improve our availability for the remainder of 2021 and into 2022. Beckett will strongly encourage and recommend all customers begin using our online submission form submitting BGS or BSA orders. Using this platform will create a much more efficient order submission process confirmations, updates, and moving cards through the system will also be positively affected and shorten the timeline. Beckett Grading says it will begin prepping for the show by making these temporary changes to their grading services as the company prepares for the national by focusing on the cards awaiting processing. In other grading company slash national news, PSA announced that they will also be providing on-site grading services at the 41st National Sports Collectors Convention in Chicago and to stay tuned to their Twitter feed at PSA Card for further details as the event draws closer. I'm sure that'll be in high demand given recent historical turnaround times and the ability to drop off in person. Yeah, it's really, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Um, what a tough situation. I mean, both of them came out with statements like this because I'm sure they're getting slammed. How can you do on-site grading at the National while I have cards waiting for 12 months? 
they're being inundated with that, I'm sure. So crazy. But at the same time, it's like you got to have a presence. Like, yeah. Oh, I know. I did it. Yeah. It's what do you do do? there? There there is no good situation. I have cards out, too. So don't think I'm like. You know, Yay. <laughs> speaking from a pulpit, you know, but it's four days. Come on, guys. All right. Well, like many companies, check out my comms fulfillment and shipping at, uh, operations have been severely impacted first by the pandemic and now by an ever worsening labor shortage. <laughs> Excuse me. President Julia Getch received a st- uh, released a statement on the company's blog that was completely transparent in part reads, starting with the launch of our support for eBay auctions, which carried into the global pandemic of 2020 and combined with the tremendous growth of our industry, our ship times have lagged significantly. The most critical factors impacting our ability to fulfill shipment requests have been adapting our processes to operate in the pandemic, a labor shortage as a result of the pandemic, and running out of warehouse space. We are collectors here at CompSea and genuinely feel the frustration that shipping delays have caused. She goes on, for full transparency, in March 2020, we shipped over 25,000 packages with an average ship time of under three days. And while our capacity has steadily increased over the months, our average ship time has gotten worse due to transitioning and onboarding at our new location. For perspective, in May 2021, we broke a CompSea record by shipping over 45,000 packages. Now, while that's great news, we're working to get our shipments out in a more consistent and reliable time frame. Rest assured that we have a plan and are committed to getting there. In the last three months, we moved our entire packaging department to our new facility where we installed new warehouse automation, and we have improved our recruiting, onboarding, and training. CompSea is focused on continued shipping improvements, and we thank everyone for their patience and understanding as we adjust to our new location, team, and equipment. Additionally, in response to the situation, uh, CompSea says they're currently hiring five to ten new team members per week with the goal of growing the company to 400 employees by the end of 2021. Gosh, I remember when they just started. (laughs) Every outgoing car is now individually barcoded, which is a tangible new improvement to ensure accuracy. And they've increased customer service support with 10 new hires since February 1st of this year. And they've also created several new support roles on site dedicated to expediting orders. She finishes saying that CompSea takes the delivery of your valued assets seriously and will continue to prioritize improvements to reduce shipping turnaround times. Company-wide from top to bottom, our teams are working around the clock to resolve overdue orders. We truly regret any inconvenience our delays have caused you. Signed, President Julia Getch. Ivan, isn't that all anybody ever wants, though, is some honest, transparent communication when there's a problem in this industry? Yes. (laughs) That's all we want when there's a problem. Especially when there's a problem. We won't go into timelines on when that problem happened. Tom Brady is getting ready to likely break yet another record. This time in the form of this BGS9 Contenders Championship ticket auto, which closes tonight at Leland's. This is one of 100 that carry his autograph. It stood at 1.895 million as of yesterday afternoon. And it's still at that same amount. Okay, so... 
With the 20% buyer's premium factored in, that means the winning bidder would pay over $2.27 million, even if we don't see another bid entered before the end of the night. And yes, that would be the most ever paid for a football card. <laughs> Tom Brady, BGS9. Well, eBay is finally making it tougher on buyers who place a bid and then retract it. This week, the company informed users that starting June 30th, buyers will no longer have the ability to retract bids on trading cards. Did you hear that? No longer able to retract bids on trading cards without seller approval. Absolutely. Sellers' decisions to accept or reject auction bid retraction requests will be final, the company stated in an email. And if the seller does not accept your request, your bid can still win or lose the auction, and you will be required to make payment on any winning bid you submit. However... There's always a however. eBay told sellers to use their best judgment and give buyers the benefit of the doubt. They say sellers who decline bid retraction requests will not be subject to any consequences, though, and that buyers can appeal the seller's decision. Please keep in mind that honest mistakes happen, eBay stated. If an item goes unpaid after five days, the seller can cancel the order due to non-payment. Buyers who make a habit of skipping out on auction payments could face penalties of up to a year in jail and 30 lashings with a wet noodle. Well, I added that last part. <laughs> in this day and age, I be surprised. <laughs> that was, it was buried in the TOS. What's a TOS? <laughs> if you're an entertainment collector, Official Picks is one of the biggest names in celebrity autographed memorabilia. The company features several private mail-in signings throughout the year. This week, the company provided a fulfillment update saying 90% complete on shipment for the following signings and wrapping everything up by the end of this week. Susan Howard, Catherine O'Hara, Wayne Knight, Bob Gale, Danny Elfman, Talia Shire, Ming-Na Wen, Chris Evans, James Tolkien, and Michael J. Fox. Thanks for your continued patience. How's that for some huge names and some huge news? If one of you, our viewers, have any of those outstanding, please tag us when they come in. We want to no see doubt. That. Those for are awesome sure. pieces. Absolutely. Ivan, look at this. I can't wait until we can talk more about some of the items in this coming, uh, this upcoming event from Edwards Auctions. Unfortunately, this drool-worthy picture will have to do for now. Mm. That looks good. This month, our friends at Sports Collectors Digest, one of the most comprehensive resources for daily sports card news for how long, Rob? As long, a oh, long time. Yeah, <laughs> a long time. Well, they launched their inaugural SCD Collectors Hall of Fame, honoring some of the most passionate collectors in the hobby. The inaugural class features inductees in seven categories, card collector, autographs, sports memorabilia, man cave, persistent <laughs> pursuer, goodwill ambassador, and artist. And Ivan, the inaugural class of inductees is? 
Well, the one and only Dick Perez wins the honor in the artist category. Paul Jones, a.k.a. Foul Ball Paul, who I know we've mentioned before in a few segments, is a truly deserving is is truly deserving of the collector honor. Congratulations, Paul. Autograph collector Dennis Schrader gets the nod for his massive autographed baseball collection. Green Bay Packers super collector Glenn Christensen is recognized for his impressive man cave. Whoa, I'm not even a Packers fan, and that looks like it'd be fun to visit. No doubt. Mets fan Andy Fogel may have the largest collection of memorabilia dedicated to a single team. The persistent pursuer honor goes to Jonathan Algard, who after 17 years finally tracked down an autograph of Moonlight Graham. That's cool. And the inaugural Goodwill Ambassador Award goes to Father John Ubel of Minnesota, who you might remember earlier this year sold his childhood collection to raise funds for private school scholarships. Congratulations to all of the well-deserving honorees, and make sure you take some time this next week to go to Sports Collectors Digest and read more in-depth about these collectors and their passion. Yeah, talk about a ton of content to read. Uh, Sports memorabilia investment platform Collectible announced Wednesday that it will, check this out, IPO a 1914 Baltimore News Babe Ruth pre-rookie card worth a record-breaking $6 million. Yes, you heard me right. Considered one of the rarest cards in existence, the 1914 Ruth is now the most expensive sports card of all time after breaking the record of $5.2 million held by a 1952 Mickey Mantle and a 2003 LeBron James exquisite RPA. Recently purchased by an anonymous buyer, the record-breaking card is graded an SGC3 and is considered Ruth's minor league rookie. One of just 10 known examples in circulation, this is the first acquisition of the card since 2013. The card will IPO at $3 per share in honor of Roos number three. Hmm. Collectible will offer 20,000 total shares with the buyer retaining 99% equity in the asset, but may offer more at a later date. Currently housed in Baltimore's Babe Ruth Museum, the card will remain on display for collectors to see in person. Take a look. Okay, you guys, here it is. The 1914 Baltimore News Babe Ruth rookie card. The most expensive sports card ever in history. Officially jumping both the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle and the LeBron James Exquisite Rookie, which both sold for 5.2 mil. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Now, the super special thing about this card is that it's not just the Bambino's rookie card, but it's his minor league rookie card. That's how old this thing is. There's only 10 of these in existence on the planet. This one being the second highest graded on record. Oh, and it's also been over a decade since a transaction of this particular card. So this little guy has lived here at the Babe Ruth Museum for 23 years, and that's where he's gonna stay, all nice and cozy in his birthplace, for the collectible investors to go and, you know, talk them in. I just wonder if there's an NFT component where you actually get free admission to the museum if you own a share. Ooh, that'd be cool. I like right. it. You're always thinking, Ivan. Let's, let's do it. Hit me up, Ezra. 
unfortunately, oh, in hobby happenings, we have more crime news. And again, from SEC country, where hobby shops in Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee continue to be burglarized. This time, the intruder entered by cutting a hole in the roof of Louisville cards. Sports Collectors Daily reports that over 100 sports card boxes, including three full cases, were among the items stolen, and most unfortunate, the thief or thieves managed to avoid security cameras and motion detectors using what's now being dubbed as the Lazarus Method. And unfortunately, that wasn't the only shop to be hit. The baseball card warehouse in Lexington, Kentucky, was also the victim of a smash-and-grab break-in. Fox 56 talked with the owner and local police. Popular in the 90s as many card packs are flying off sports memorabilia store shelves. But the allure of what could be inside them also makes them a target for thieves. Take a look in this Crime Stoppers report. There is an excitement few can describe of opening up a pack of trading cards and uncovering what could be a life-changing surprise. You can open up a singular pack that's 20 to 50 to $100 and open an item that's worth $10,000. A long-forgotten hobby for some, making a comeback for others. Baseball card shops or card shops were a thing when I grew up, like the late 90s. We were all into that. Everybody had cards. Uh, and they're kind of making a resurgence. They're coming back. And Lexington police detective Anthony DeLimpo is seeing the sinister side of the paper's popularity. Just last week, we told you about a break-in at a sports memorabilia store on Romney Road. And Lexington police think there could be a connection. Absolutely. Looking at the video, it looks like two different people. Um, we do believe there's a connection just because it happened so closely together. So this is something that was kind of a shock. And uh, unfortunately, recently, it seems like it seems to be a trend inside this industry. Jeremy Muir is the most recent card shop owner who had to wake up to that dreaded alarm company phone call. His was the 15th of May, just about two weeks after a similar theft at Kentucky Roadshow Shop. It's a little bit dramatic, obviously, waking up uh, early in the morning to this type of thing in an area where Lexington, Kentucky is generally incredibly safe and we don't generally have any problems with any customers at all. Except for this particular one. Wow. Staffers at Baseball Card Warehouse have seen this man in before, just three days before the break-in, where he wandered around before bolting with a couple of boxes of cards. That's where the incident kind of began. The auto shop just right over here had a break-in. Individual broke in and stole some keys out of the lockbox and stole two different vehicles. One he went and parked up the hill. The other one he actually used to drive right around the corner up front here. And broke his way in, first throwing a rock before trying something bigger and ultimately getting in with a giant piece of firewood. Total loss to the business, about $15,000. If you recognize the intruder who was wearing an Army T-shirt the night of the break-in, call the tip line at 253-2020. And if you see cards offered for sale on places like Facebook Marketplace or OfferUp that seem suspicious to you, take note of usernames or their social media handles. Those could be helpful to detectives who are working on this. Tops reported total net sales for the first quarter ended April 3rd, 2021, increased 
55% over the same period a year ago to approximately $166.6 million. Michael Brandstetter, chief executive officer for the Tops company, said we are very pleased with the strength exhibited by our business during the first quarter. The strong momentum we experienced last year has continued in 2021, and we're excited about our growth opportunities over the near and long term. Speaking of growth opportunities, Candy Digital, www.candy.com, is a next-generation digital collectible company which is entering the NFT or non-fungible token space uh, with three partners who are some of the world's most innovative companies across sports, e-commerce, technology, collectibles, and cryptocurrency along with an exclusive long-term agreement with its very first content partner, Major League Baseball. Candy Digital is being launched by three titans of their respective industries who bring unique expertise and skill sets for scaling businesses within the digitally native world. First, Michael Rubin, the executive chairman of Fanatics, which you may know from 72 different uh, shops for every single sport and team in existence, uh, Mike Novogratz, the founder and CEO of Galaxy Digital, and Gary Vaynerchuk, serial entrepreneur, investor, and collector. Candy and Major League Baseball's first NFT collectible release will be a one-of-one one NFT of Lou Gehrig's famous Luckiest Man speech that he delivered on July 4th, 1939, after being diagnosed with ALS. This NFT will commemorate the league's first official Lou Gehrig Day to raise awareness and funds to fight ALS, which is also now called Lou Gehrig's disease because of the prominence and attention that he brought to the condition. Proceeds from the sale of the NFT, which is scheduled to be released July 4th weekend, will support ALS charities. Cool. Well, this week, Steel City Collectibles put out a call for some stories using the hashtag hobby positivity. Loyal GoGTS Live viewers Kim and Grady Malakowski were recognized for this tweet, which reads, My husband Grady takes sports cards and memorabilia to our local children's hospital. Which, in my mind, makes this deserving of, you guessed it, the GoGTS Live Tweet of the Week. Nice job, guys. We've got some great news in regards to the National that I'm sure everybody will be happy to hear and get behind. Our friends at Signatures for Soldiers are going to be this year's National Sports Collectors Convention officially designated charitable partner for the year along with the organization they support, Military Missions in Action. We're going to be talking a lot about this, hopefully have them on the show and be talking about them on the main stage, but there's going to be an incredibly large auction on the HandBid app for items with all the proceeds going to support the Military Missions in Action cause. And Signatures for Soldiers is currently accepting donations of signed athlete items so whether you have some signatures you want to get rid of for a good cause or you know an athlete who might want to jump behind the cause themselves, reach out to us or reach out to Signatures for Soldiers for more details. Very, very cool. So I saw this tweet and I originally had it on the list of things to feature in this Ooh. segment. And then so much else happened and I decided to drop it. Mm. Well, and, and then I saw this tweet and said to myself, okay, that's, that's cool. 
but then I saw this tweet and I was like, okay, well now we have to talk about this. Wait, you went way too fast through the other one. That one was so chunky and beautiful, all those cards, but basically now timing you just did a 180. Every, What's going on? Basically timing is everything apparently. <laughs> um, but Upper Deck obviously got their do- deal done several months before Panini making these beautiful Upper Deck cards, probably a one and done. And in all honesty, it'll be really interesting to see what happens because I've never seen in the same day, you know, someone tweets pictures of cards that are going to be in one manufacturer's product. And then another manufacturer says they signed them to an exclusive was on the hobby news timeline on Twitter. uh, The list that I keep within like a few hours of each other was just bizarre. That's crazy. Um, now, Rob, we all know that a couple of years ago, I had a lot of packages of <laughs> Payne's underwear, mainly because of the Michael Jordan trading card edition uh, that was inside of underwear, socks, T-shirts, and much more. Ironically, I've actually run out. I need Upper Deck to run a promotion like that again. It's time for me to buy some new underwear. Give me an incentive. But did you see this? A 2021 Levi's 501 Day Originals trading card set, which we found out after the fact, came from our friends at Parkside. How about that? Limited to just 7,700 sets in total, each pack of the 2021 Levi's 501 Day Originals includes the full eight-card base selection. Sports fans will likely recognize Premier League star Marcus Rashford from the Manchester United, NBA star Shai Gilgis Alexander from Oklahoma City Thunder, and popular tennis star Naomi Osaka. Additionally, from the entertainment side, fans can look for Barbie Ferreira, an actor model, Emma Chamberlain, a very popular YouTube star, Haley Bieber, very popular model and Instagram influencer, and Jaden Smith, the actor and rapper. Not only can collectors chase the packs with the complete sets, there are inserted limited base parallels numbered to 50 copies or less, as well as autographs. Some cards even add a swatch of jeans worn by the celebrity. And of course, Rob, there's also an NFT version of, of the Naomi Osaka. <laughs> that said, I know people get fatigue and say money grab. Well, guess what? The proceeds of the Naomi Osaka NFT are going to charity. But good luck finding any of these packs. The free packs were only available for one day back on May 20th with the purchase of 501 Originals jeans in store or online. And as to be expected, the few examples that do show up on the secondary market aren't cheap. In fact, one autographed Naomi Osaka relic sold for $2,000 on eBay. Nice. And that, my friends, is a look at this week's hobby happenings. A lot going on. Anything you want to tear down before we switch gears? Oh, man, so much going on in there. Um, The best thing for me is all the national news. Obviously, the worst thing is all the crime news. Um, You know, I, I know that there's a lot of. A lot of things that a lot of people in the industry are doing to get better at that. So I'm hoping that we'll have some positive movement on that front in the next month or so. But all the national news is exciting. Uh, I'm a little, this was the first I've heard actually about the capacity. That I'm a little nervous to see how that plays out or how people respond to it. 
Um, personally, I'm not nervous for myself because I got vaccinated before I even went to Dallas two weeks ago. So I'll be there. I'm very happy to be there. Um, what is but that? I like seeing the companies show up. So what about you, Rob? What about me in relation to what? Oh, hobby happenings? Yeah. Anything in there that was of a special note? Um, Brady being Brady. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I've got a fun point on that. So I took the advantage of one of those videos to look up and I'm trying to make sure I do it right. I, you know, don't quote me on this. Use Beckett.com slash grading slash pop dash report for yourself. But if I'm correct, it's the championship ticket, right? Mm-hmm. That's number 100. Right. They don't have the numbers on there. It looks like 71 have been graded by Beckett and none have been graded higher than a nine. So that nine, even though it's a BGS nine, is the highest graded by Beckett. But get this. I learned that there's also a Mark Bolger, Tom Brady co-autograph in that set. Never knew. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. wonder how much Mark Bolger brings down the value of Tom Brady. <laughs> Probably plenty. <laughs> uh it's funny. I'm just shooting Tracy Hackler a quick text so he knows got the package. Um, all right. So in lieu of a guest, as we mentioned, always a backup plan. Um, Ivan had the opportunity to talk with Kevin Lenane, uh, formerly the founder of Genement, who sold his company to PSA, now works in product development. Ivan spoke with Kevin earlier today in part one of this two-part um, segment. Ivan, what do you guys cover in this part of the video? Um, it's just it's, it's it's an introduction to Genement and what they're bringing into PSA, which is really cool because um, so it's not like he sold the company. Kevin is now the VP of product for PSA, and some of the things he said, you know, I just thought it was better grading, but he's going to tell you about a lot of the ways that it changes grading, not just when it comes to accuracy but in other ways. So watch this video. Welcome to Kevin Lenane, VP of product at PSA, uh, formerly CEO of Genement. Uh, we're here to talk a little bit about grading PSA, Genement, where those come together and just what you've, what you've been seeing. So welcome to go GTS live, Kevin. Thank you very much. Flawless pronunciation on both counts there. <laughs> Excellent. The first name is a little easier for me. Um, so to get started, uh, let's talk a little bit about Genement and the transition into PSA from Genement. Uh, what is Genement? What's the process? And then what's it bringing to PSA? Yeah, Genement is uh, an approach to examining cards uh, that allows us to evaluate the condition and authenticity of cards, basically using digital photos. And so breaking a card down into uh, pixels and being able to look at kind of uh, pixels that are kind of uh, colored in a way that they shouldn't be. And those basically become in clusters, become anomalies like creases and stains and corner damage and, and sort of examining these kinds of pixel differences and gathering data from that. And so, um, you know, the original intention around Genement was to, be able to grade cards and authenticate cards like that. Um, and it's a little bit modified now in that we're trying to basically provide um, useful data to human graders 
um, and sort of use it in conjunction with human graders um, to help them better authenticate and, and grade those cards. Um, so that's, that's kind of the short answer there. Awesome. So I've seen some debate online with, you know, some videos of like super, super sub level scratches on cards and like, where's the line between what machines are able to detect today and the fact that, you know, is, is any piece of cardboard that comes off the line, a machine graded 10 when you get down to sub, sub, sub levels. Um, so, so what's sort of the line between integrating Geniment and still just saying like, look, this card looks perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think there's also like there's a huge amount of like confusion that's flooded, particularly Twitter and social media by like, I, I'm not sure I would call them startups, but they're just other efforts in the space. And they're basically people are referring to the use of a machine, meaning a camera or a scanner or a high, you know, high performance scanner as machine vision, which it is not. Machine vision implies the creation of structured data from imagery. And, and, and using digital imagery to create structured data, uh, using a machine to take pictures is photography. And so like even a high density or high, high resolution scanner, which while incredibly useful, is not machine vision per se. It doesn't have any intelligence. It's just showing you a high magnification of cards. And so to start, now I actually think there's some use for that in, in, and probably higher end stuff because those, those high end scans take a long time. They're not um, particularly wieldy in terms of manipulation, but, um, but the, you know, the, the, the kind of size images we need to do our, 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 our processing is, is much lighter. And so like, you know, while I do think there'll be some use to identifying that we can see those same scratches in a lower resolution and we don't need that resolution of an image to see a scratch because we just need one pixel of density in a 300 DPI or 600 DPI image to detect a, an anomaly. And so I guess the short answer is, you can think about it like this. The Geniment's going to be used uh, to highlight things for a grader to better see. And so it'll just help a grader um, more rapidly see, um, you know, things that they that they might have had to look harder for in the past. And that's really, at the end of the day, that's what Geniment is designed to do is to make the grading process faster and more efficient and more accurate. And like that's that's what we're trying to do. And so like if we can help graders grade more accurately and do it faster, that's 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 a big, you know, anything that we can add in that area uh, is, is important. And that brings me to the sort of this other issue, which is sort of another one I think you might ask about, which is this idea around like resubmission and fingerprinting. And that's been, there's been a lot of talk about that recently. And I think like we, we, I think we could do a better job about being a little more transparent about how that's going to work. But the truth is, you know, we're still, we'll st we're still sort of, you know, kind of figuring out what the best path forward there is in terms of what we should be doing in terms of resubmission detection. I will say this, there is no generic problem with a resubmission. I think that the challenges with resubmission for us, as we see them are mostly on the population side that like when cards are continually cracked and resubmitted the population reports get this gets disrupted and then all the data around that all the scarcity the pricing everything gets disrupted it's not accurate and so you resubmit a card 10 times and crack it out you know it's it's a problem and and, and so 
that's really that. And then the other issue that we see with cracking and resubmitting is when people trim the cards. Those are the two reasons why we want to fingerprint cards primarily. We want to be able to control the population and we want to be able to prevent fraud. Yeah. And again, when you say control, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, when you say control the population, you mean in the sense of right now, no one knows how many PSA eight and nine Ricky Henderson rookies there are because that card is sub- resubmitted so many times. Yeah, exactly. I don't mean when I say control, that, that was a, a, I guess a slip there. I don't mean <laughs> you want to actually, like we're not assigning grades to, to artificially increase scarcity. We just, we can't, we can't even know scarcity until we fingerprint the cards, particularly on like some of the stuff that gets cracked and resubbed often. I mean, these population reports, they, we have to make them accurate if we want to have accurate pricing data and condition data. And there's no way to do that if we're not going to fingerprint the cards and if people continue to want to crack the cards out and resubmit them, which, by the way, is okay. I would say there's difference of opinion, I think, even amongst the personal collectors in the company. But I would say generally there's, there's, there's nothing against the rules saying you can't do that. What I would like to see is fingerprinting happening in a way where we are transparent enough, where people feel comfortable enough to send the card in still in its holder. So nobody has to risk cracking the card out and we can review it in a way that people feel good about. They feel like they're getting a neutral look at the card. And then we don't have to worry about the population report getting disrupted. And they don't have to worry about us being biased about having not wanting to go back on our grade, right? And I think if we can come up with a transparent blind process where that happens, and we can fingerprint and prevent, you know, the the ones that want to uh, cut the cards up, you know, that 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 solution, I think, would be, um, you know, a good one for, for everyone. And I think like it would allow people to get their their grades reviewed in a way that doesn't prevent so much to create so much risk and so much problem on the on the pop side. So that's that's the general goal. And I think like. Yeah, it, it, in an ideal scenario, it would be fingerprinting cards and people could be resubbing cards they want reviewed and they get a blind look, right? And and then, you know, I think um, a lot of the, the concerns, I think, get resolved in that way. Now we're a little bit of distance between that solution, but like that's the kind of thing I think that we want to do. It's it's not about us artificially controlling the population. It's not about us even stopping resubmissions. It's about pop and fraud. Nicely done. Very cool, Ivan. Thank you. I mean, very cool of Kevin to come on and be that transparent about the process. Uh, You know, like you were saying earlier in Hobby Happenings, it's like so much of what we want is just just a discussion from these companies, not a veil of secrecy. So we were talking online and he, he said, yeah, I can, you know, I can talk about this in public. And I said, great. And he made time out to come on. We're going to have a little bit more on it in a little bit, talking a little bit more about, uh, some of the progress, but I absolutely loved, um, you know, he, he's, he slipped and called it population control, but it's really population accuracy, um, of how many, you know, I, I, I've heard this all the time. How many PSA nine Ricky Henderson rookies actually exist? Because if you know the PSA 10 Ricky Henderson, there's only like 20 total copies. So the PSA nines get cracked and resubmitted constantly. Sure. By people trying to get a better grade. And it means that when you look at the pop report and you see, you know, 3,000 nines, that's not entirely accurate. And they want to be able to be accurate. So they want to be able to say, no, yes, we'll reevaluate this card, 
But if we do, we want to update the population report accordingly. We don't want it to go back in as a new nine if it's not a new nine. So I thought that was really interesting that the technology could be used to help with that, not just is the card more centered or not. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's uh, take uh, a, a look at our first live box break segment this evening. Uh, we have three different box break segments. First up, a couple of Tops products. Kicking things off with Tops Chrome Bundesliga. One Chrome autograph card in every box. I'm going to show you some highlights. I pre-broke this. Yep, not only one autograph, but also those refractor parallels. Always yep, looking I've, for those. I got a bunch here. Sebastian Borno, Stefan Ball, Jean-Philippe Mateta, Jean-Paul Bautiste, and then some inserts, feature stars, Danny Olmo, Ozan Kabik, Josh Sargent. And remember, if you're if you're ripping soccer products, it always comes down to the checklist. And we have the checklists on GoGTS.net, our website, where you can see, hey, whose autos are actually in this product, whose first cards and whose rookie cards. That's right. Nice. Do you like die cuts? Here's a oh, die cut die refractor cuts. of David Alba. Uh, die cut refractor of Vincenzo Griffa. Uh, more chrome... Refractors, Stefan Lanier, Loris Carus, Silas Wanagatuka. Oh, rookie card refractor there. And Sergey Ganabre. Now some color. Got some color. How about uh, number to 299 purple, Rafael Gikowitz? Uh, you don't need to worry about the guys that wear the gloves. Okay. Number 250. <laughs> Robert Skov. Now, Rob, let me ask you real quick about that. I see that this and the next one are wave refractors. I actually saw one of those in person last week, and I've never liked them. And then we stepped outside, and my buddy was sorting through them, and he said, wow, look at these things when you're outside in sunlight. When you're in good light, those are so much better than the pictures and scans on eBay make them look. Am I, am I wrong? Am I crazy? No, I agree with you totally. Oh, yeah, sorry. No. Oh, wait. Blue. These also aren't crazy names. So Number to 150. Uh, green, number to 99 of Yen and Sommer. Yeah, he's got gloves on. And number to 75, Joachim Nielsen. And, and defenders and goalkeepers in your parallels. And our autograph is Ruben Vargas. Ruben hey, there we go. Vargas. Oh, that's not. Not as bad. Forward, it looks like, for Augsburg. And it is a refractor parallel. So we'll give that away to someone. And, Swedish uh, or Swiss and, soccer player. Sorry. I'm going to go ahead and throw old. all the uh, color into with that, too. So that auto and all the color. One winner. Awesome. So I'm going out to twitter.com slash live right now. We're going to post a tweet up there that is how you will enter to win uh, the prize. you got to make sure you're following us on Twitter and then make sure that you retweet that tweet when it goes out. So remember we said earlier, twitter.com slash live. You want to follow us there. This is your time to go and engage there. 
don't be confused by the packaging of this next product. It may look like a blaster box, but it is actually the 2020 hobby version of WWE Women's Division. This product almost did not get made and didn't release until just a handful of weeks ago. The configuration changed from a traditional packout product of 24 packs in a box to something with more of a blaster configuration. But you're still guaranteed your one auto and your one relic in every box so that didn't change let's check it out one big brick all right i just got the tweet up for those of you tracking at home Yeah, WWE Women's Division. This is where I take a backseat to you, Rob, because you you know it much better than me. What's a big hit? What's not? But so we have moments and uh, matches, various ones. Check this out. Some of the photography, NXT, Shayna Balzer, obviously a big up and comer. Throwback to Becky Lynch, Raw. No longer with WWE, the Iconics are gone. I got to point out something. Kevin Lenane is in the chat right now. <laughs> hey, hey Kevin. In. Hey, Kevin. Uh, so somebody said population control wasn't a slip. They definitely control that. I tease that part two of the interview, Kevin actually talks about that aspect of it. But he jumped in the chat to say, we don't. Very good. And then, of course, being the techn technology visualing guy, visualizing guys that he says, he jumps in and says, most scanners will never pick up any of the true look and feel of the reflective cards, sadly. Very true. Kevin, I like having you in chat. You're a good asset to the hobby. Tegan Knox, really like her. She's a good up-and-comer, as so, is Tony Storm. She's going to be a champion. But I'm noticing that they all have, like, script with them. Like, it's kind of like moments from the year. Yep. Do they have base cards, too? Is that, like, are we... Roster cards? Yeah. Kind of like how in F1, it was like the, the driver cards were, like, more popular than the event cards and such. Oh, was that an autograph? Nope. Things just got shiny there. First right, off, so here's orange. your roster cards. Tegan Knox, rookie. Fantastic. Kaylee Ray, rookie. Becky Lynch. Marina Schaffer. Tamina. Santana Garrett, rookie. Kayla Braxton. Ray Ripley, current women's champion, rookie. A lot of good rookie cards here. Dakota Kai. Maurice. Charlotte Flair. Carmella, Superstar Transition, Sasha Banks, then and now, Carrie Sane, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Paige, Breaking Barriers Inserts. Hey, Breaking Barriers is the title article 
written by viewer Libby Koch on GoGTS.net, where she highlights aspects of women in the hobby in sports, etc. Be sure to check out some of her stuff. Yeah, it's and art this week. That's pretty cool. Autograph number to just 75 on card of Mia Yim. Very nice. Very nice hit. And oh, our relic card is cool too. Commemorative championship plate patch. Look at that. That is cool looking. And it's numbered to just 50. Super cool. And it's Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Two winners there. Nice. Mia Yim Auto and Charlotte Flair. Belt Relic. All right. We have had, um, like I said, that's part one of three different box break segments this evening. Next, we're going to update the poll question by because, wow, there's been some traction. Lots of people voting. Oh, what's what's the what's the vote count up to right it's now? It's still very similar. Forty-seven point. Oh, the vote count is three sixty-eight. Wow. But yeah, that's like one hundred and fifty more votes. Yeah, Seinfeld is still leading the way at forty-seven point six. Mash is still beating Friends handedly by almost ten percent. Uh, still time to weigh in. About fifty-two minutes left. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, first part of two parts of Hot in the Shop, a look ahead at next week's new releases. Yep, this is going to be a look at products that are going to be hot at your local um, card shop, online retailer like Steel City, Dave and Adams, Blowout Cards, or your favorite group, Breaker. Uh, there's a lot of different products this week i think a total of 11 across multiple sports and we'll dive right in here in one second real quick rob i have a fun addition um so when it comes to pop uh accuracy when i saw that beckett had graded 71 of those playoff contenders championship tickets that are only numbered to 100 and have been in the market for 21 years now I thought, I got to go look at PSA. And while their registry can be a little harder to search, I believe that I'm reading this correct, that there's only been 14 Tom Brady's graded there. So my supposition of what if there's 101 that have been graded didn't come to fruition. Only 85 of the alleged 100 have been graded. And there you go. All right. Thanks for that. All right. Here we go. A look at what's going to be hot in the shop next week. We kick it off with 2021 Upper Deck SP Game Used Golf, hot on the heels of artifacts. Game Used Golf is going to rely on a combination of memorabilia and autograph cards, of which every box will have two to three, plus two to three base cards, including rookies in every box. So SP Game Used Golf features many of today's top men's and women's golfers, as well as legendary names like Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Annika Sorenstam, Julie Inkster, and many more. Ten boxes in a case, one pack, five cards, two to three memorabilia cards, two to three base cards. 50-card base set features active veterans, legends, and rookies. Collect the final nine cards of the course of champion Tiger Woods autograph insert set. Wow. 
Uh, keep an eye out for even more legendary PGA Tour course relic cards, including autograph ver- versions featuring course use sand from the famed TPS Sawgrass course, home of the Players' Championships. Very cool. Collectors will be stuffing their collections with a wide variety of tour gear cards featuring one to four golfers and two to four pieces of memorabilia, including scarce cap, glove, tag, and button memorabilia. And some lucky collectors will find amazing dual, triple, and quad combinations. Look for super rare Supreme Gear memorabilia cards featuring jumbo-sized pieces of memorabilia as well as bags and tees. The leaderboard letter marks insert set features autograph manufactured letters which mimic the classic leaderboard lettering seen on tour used courses around the world allowing you to collect each letter in the last name of your favorite star or legendary golfer there's a lot more to be found we encourage you to visit gogts.net check out the images and sell sheet and we'll post the checklist when it's up next week that's sp game use golf in stores next week Rob, we've got a product that oftentimes speaks for itself in hobby shops this week as well. Uh, But again, you mentioned the checklist. Well, the checklist is already up on GoGTS.net, which is what matters when you're talking about 2021 Topps Baseball Series 2 flagship. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the question is, what rookies are there to chase? And don't worry, the Series 2 checklist does not disappoint with plenty of rookies to chase as well as rookie card content. Um, Another cool thing, this year, uh, each jumbo box delivers one autograph card as well as two relic cards plus two silver bonus packs. So remember, uh, they switched the configurations a few years back, so now the bonus packs come inside the boxes. A hobby box comes with one autograph or relic card plus one silver bonus pack. And there's a lot of content in here that celebrates uh, the rich history of tops in Major League Baseball on their platinum anniversary. That's 70th anniversary. So you can see all the cool hits there. There's a 70th anniversary parallel right as I talk. You know you're chasing parallels in this. Uh, But there are also a variety of inserts to chase, including DH debuts cards. So that's kind of cool. Designated hitter debuts. Hopefully Jordan Alvarez is on that checklist. Chrome 70 years of Topps Baseball, which feature throwback designs, but in Chrome with today's stars. Of course, super fractor versions of those and most parallels and inserts are available. Check out that new 0 to 60, uh, an advanced stats insert card. That one's showing Mookie Betts there with his 3.4 war. And look for Platinum Players die-cut autograph parallels. So we saw the Platinum Players inserts starting uh, in Series 1. but They have autographed parallels on that die-cut design. There's a Cal Ripken for you, Rob. There's also these cool shaped sketch cards that are a pretty cool uh, rare hit as well. And lots of commemorative relic cards, different patches, big chunky patches showing up in the uh, 2021 rookie card patch that you see there of Joey Bart. And of course, autographed relic cards as well as just base autograph cards. So tons of stuff to chase in this will be lots of fun, and you can go out and complete your 2021 flagship set if you've already built Series 1 by adding some Series 2. You know I'll be ripping some if I can find it. I hope you do too. Post the hits. 
And when you post them, make sure you tag us at GoGTSLive. Ooh, I want to see one of y'all pull those a Ronald Acuna all-star autograph like that. That looks good. Or a dual autograph card of Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. I like this one because they just keep showing us cards. So many times they don't. Ooh, look at that. In the name relic cards. One of one big chunky patches. Oh, and then what's this opportunity of a lifetime? Look at that. You can be one of 50 lucky collectors to celebrate at a unique tops experience featuring players, packs, promos, probably dinner, and much, much more. So you'll still be chasing that top 70th experience in these packs. So, like I said, speaks for itself, but man, it's got a lot to say. Top 70th anniversary celebration continues in Series 2 baseball this next week. Looks great. Uh, next up, uh, the first of three 2021 draft football products, the first being Panini Prism Draft Picks Collegiate Football Cards, delivering five autographs, five silver prisms, and 10 additional prism parallels in every box. As you know, Prism Draft Picks uh, is the first collegiate football product for the 2021 draft class, licensed by the CLC, who holds the NCAA license. 16 boxes, five packs, eight cards, Five autos, 10 silver, or excuse me, five silver prisms, 10 additional prism parallels. These are the first autographs of the highly sought after 2021 NFL draft class. So when you're thinking of this, you're thinking of names like Kyle Trask, Trey Lance, uh, Zach Wilson, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, and so many more. It's such a highly sought after and much anticipated draft class. Could be an absolutely crazy year for football. Lots of different inserts to chase. Also look for Color Blast, which is ultra rare, one in just 10 cases. So you're going to have to remind me of that, Ivan, if we pull one of those beautiful things. Yeah. And then uh, it'll be interesting to see, as always, the numbering of the parallels. This will be in stores next week. Ivan's going to share with you about the hybrid H2 edition of this product. Yeah, so this one is a slightly different configuration. There's 12 packs per box with five cards with one autographed card and two silver prism parallels in every box. So again, you'll get an autograph per box. There's also color blast in these, though they're more rare at one in 30 cases in the hybrid. And there's also the exclusive circles prism parallels. So something to chase in the H2 is the circle parallel. Base red, base blue, all kinds of circles going on there. So look for multiple SKUs of Panini Prism draft picks, including H2, the hybrid product. Did you want me to take the next one too? or No, that's absolutely okay. Okay. Because um, I like 2021 oh, I do Leaf too. Ultimate <laughs> Draft football cards. This actually got bumped up a week, surprisingly. Um, look for the biggest names eligible for the 2021 football draft in this product you're getting five autograph cards products got a very limited production run features a star-studded cast of elite prospects from the 2021 nfl draft great themed autograph insert sets like future stars pure talent and ultimate weapons 
Look for a heavy emphasis on skill position players, including Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Sermon, Devonta Smith, Terrace Marshall Jr., Jalen Waddell, and many, many more in stores next week. Looks and awesome. that's the ultimate weapons look, look awesome. I know. And that's a look at our first segment of hot in the shop. We'll be back more with, uh, later in the program, but, uh, with so many different boxes from different manufacturers to break, probably time to, uh, look at some additional product this time in the form of upper deck, upper nice. deck. Oh, good to go. Real quick, no while I was looking at that, and I just yeah. tweeted it out again. I, I forgot. I feel like we haven't highlighted that near enough, even though I know the account tweets it and the Facebook posts it. That breaking barriers column is awesome. Do you like that? And, yeah, and it, she's yeah, done a great job. I'm telling you, women's sports are exploding in collecting. Yep. And uh, there's some people there that I know that I've seen explode already, but then there's ones that I haven't. So I'm like, this is a great resource, breaking barriers at gogts.net to learn about maybe who I should be on the lookout for if I rip some product. Awesome. There you go. All right. Uh, upper deck is featured. We're going to kick things off with a look at the NHL star rookies box set, 25, uh, rookies, and one in 20 boxes, one per case, have autograph cards. So we might get lucky. I think I opened this box the wrong way. No, maybe not. No, there we go. Okay. So we got a cello pack of rookie cards here. Let's see who's all in the set. Um, not very easy to open. We'll be very careful. There we go. Okay. Oh, it's got a little center rip. There we go. Cool. There he is for James Kirill Keprazov. Ilya Sorokin. Tim Stutzel. So these, you get the entire set. Yes. Alex but just as a heads up, one in 20 boxes has an autograph. So there are autographs available, which is not common oftentimes in these mass-produced box sets so the uh the other thing is that you want to actually look at the autograph checklist um, to see the odds they are of course staggered odds where some people are group d which makes them more common and some people are group a which makes them incredibly hard to hit but still kind of cool opening a $20 box, knowing you're going to get an Alexis Lafreniere, a Kirill Kaprizov, a Tim Stutzel, and have a chance at an autograph. All right. There he is, Alexei Lafreniere, but no autograph. However, maybe we one a lucky winner will have better luck with this. I'm just going to uh, give one winner their own box. And oh, if you had an sweet. auto, be sure to tag us. Sweet. That's awesome. That's going to take me two minutes to post on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Um, Do you need another picture of that? Yeah, that's actually part of it is I'm going to get an actual picture from the internet for it just because it's... Oh, okay. 
too right. big to fit the camera. So, well, you want yeah, me to BS for a little bit so you don't miss out on Marvel Black Diamond? Yes. Oh, it's Marvel, Marvel Black, Black Diamond. Diamond. Yes. Yes. BS. BS, Rob. Hey, t- Rob, tell us a little bit more, though, because I know I got to talk right after Hobby Happenings. What else in that news segment really popped out at you? Mm. I think the recurring theme of NFTs is something that I'm noticing, but I'm also wondering if I'm curious where that market is going. Uh, Tops is diving in. Fanatics is diving in. Um, I don't know. It's just can't quite get my mind around that yet, but I do like it when Ivan talks about connecting uh, the physical and the digital in some way. Um, that has more of appeal to me than a straight uh, digital asset, if you will. So that was something I noticed. But uh, yeah, Black Diamond Marvel. Here we go. Pretty cool. I mean, um, the current SRP on this product is $600. And keep in mind, this has been out, what, a month and a half now? At least a month. So uh, still maintaining its popularity. We're going to get a exquisite collection and five black diamond cards per box. Ivan, you good? Yep, I'm, I'm watching it. I got the, the sheet up. So it's one autographed diamond or sketch card per box. So you're not even guaranteed an autograph per box. There is also one exquisite collection card, though. And this features the Infinity Saga films starting from Iron Man and culminating with Avengers end game and of course it's uh, upper deck so there's probably different rarity tiers on the autograph signers but there's lots of one of ones both base and autos I, my there's, daughter didn't want us to give away the exquisite card of uh, Scarlet Witch from the last box she wanted <laughs> I will say some of the signers include Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth Anthony Mackie, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Sebastian Stan, Winston Duke, Karen Gillan, Elizabeth DeBecky, George St. Pierre, who's popular from UFC and MMA days, Tilda Swinton, Tim Blake Nelson, and many, many more. But also those diamond cards are pretty popular. Oh, look at that. That's let me get a shot of that just because that's Diamond Facet, Chadwick Boseman, Moment of Silence. <gasps> Boom! Elizabeth Olsen inscription polished patches autograph. Wow. Oh boy. Numbered to just 25. Elizabeth Olsen inscribed, you will. That's awesome. Boom! Boom! Um, does it say on there, it says as Wanda Maximoff. Interesting. I'm always just, I'm a nerd for the, you know, now she's Scarlet Witch. Sorry, spoiler alert. But she wasn't technically until the Disney series. Looks like they paid that attention to detail on this Avengers Endgame. Polished patches, Winston Duke as Mabaku. Our exquisite card is pretty cool. I do like Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, and it's numbered to just 125. Ooh, that's another funny one. How about another boom? How about a one-of-one sketch card? Ooh, so we got an autograph and a sketch card. Yes. 
the artist, the uh, Spider Woman, scary Spider Woman. Um, Chris Langley. Let's go with Chris Langley. Still want on artist cards to have their name printed. Chris, Chris Langley, I think is what I'm going with though. Very cool. Two monster hits. Um, I'm going to prize pack. No, you know what? I'll put the two uh, Black Panthers together. Gotcha. So, so three, three giveaways, win- actually. Three got a Black Panther giveaway, as well as the Spider-Woman sketch. That's that awesome. Awesome. Elizabeth Olsen autograph patch. Wow. Yeah. That is freaking cool. So remember, twitter.com slash Go GTS live. You're going to want to enter this one. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I'm tagging all the right people. Make sure that. Uh, Upper deck sees this tweet and it is, it's going out there, but that is really, really cool. I wonder if any of those have surfaced um, and what they're going for just in general, what her autograph is going for. Yeah, like a Chris Hemworth, James was just saying, sold for 8K. I just happened to take another look at the poll. You guys are unbelievable. 421 votes now? Wow. So, Mash's lead is slipping. I don't know if it's... uh, We got to look at the sold items. So, I don't know if it's Chris Hemsworth level. No, it yeah, seems like she inscribed a few different ones, but it's got to be at least $600. I would say. Easy. I'm not seeing any of her selling for less than that, and this one is obviously numbered a bit higher and has an inscription. That's pretty, pretty freaking crazy. Cool. All right, well, while you tweet that out, I'm going to pick up on the second part of Hot in the Shop, a look ahead at next week's new releases. Uh, first up, we've got 2021 TriStar Boat. Yep. Best of all time, multi-sport autograph memorabilia. Four autographed memorabilia items live in every case. Special autograph celebrating the best in sports history from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, golf, and more. Very limited number of redemptions for oversized items. Majority are live in the product. Designed to be sold and opened as a case. So what are these? What are some examples of these four autograph memorabilia items you might find in every case? Here we go. Aaron Rodgers autograph full-size hem- helmet. Tom Brady autograph Gickley. Uh, that's not how you pronounce that word. Glache. Excuse me. Albert Pujols autographed Marucci bat. Muhammad Ali and Floyd Patterson autographed Louisville slugger bat. Totally unique. Zion Williamson autographed basketball. Jeter autographed jersey. Bryant autographed jersey. Ted Williams autographed Louisville Slugger. Awesome. Muhammad Ali, 16 by 20 photograph. Rob Gronkowski autographed jersey. Sandy Koufax autographed baseball. Patrick Mahomes autographed jersey. 16 by 20 Pele autograph. Larry Bird autographed basketball. Mike Tyson autographed boxing gloves and more. All autographed. Uh, 
All autographs authenticated by TriStar, PSA, DNA, JSA, or other select companies. Extremely limited production around of just 80 total cases. Have fun with this one. I might have to uh, peek in on a few breaks of this. So we previewed uh, 2020 Topps Bundesliga Chrome earlier today. Well, next week we get 2020-2021 Topps UEFA Chrome soccer cards. So as you know, UEFA is the governing body of the Champions League. And each box of this product is going to deliver one autographed card as well as eight refractor parallels this time across 18 packs with four cards per pack. Some of your favorite superstars and young phenoms will be featured in the 100-card base set, plus some all-new inserts, including Golazo and Hoga Bonito, which also has autograph parallels. Check that out. So lots of hobby-exclusive content here. Um, the, the future stars autographs are going to be numbered to 50 or less. Both Golaza and Yoga Bonita are going to have Bonito are going to have um, numbered autograph versions as well. Parallels in the base start at 150 and go all the way down to one of one superfractors. Um, the refractor parallels for the inserts start at 199 for Aqua and go down to superfractor one of ones. And for the first time, the base set includes the new RC marker highlighting some of UEFA's brightest debutants. I don't believe it's debutants. I believe it's debutants, right? Um, there's also hobby-exclusive speckle refractor parallels, which will fall roughly two per box, as well as hobby-exclusive pink mini diamond. So lots of variations and exclusives here. But of course, then the base set highlighting some very popular names should be popular in and of itself. So check out 2020-21 Topps Chrome UEFA Champions League in hobby shops next week. And uh, James, I pulled up the wrong link. We actually are going to be talking about the release of Onyx Vintage Collection Baseball. Oh, nice. Uh, not basketball. Baseball first. Uh, two autographs signed on card in every box. Uh, who are some of these autographs you might find? Well, how about top five prospects like Wander Franco, Adley Rutschman, Julio Rodriguez, or the 2020 MLB uh, ALS MVP and 2021 Rookie of the Year candidate, Randy Azarina. Uh, how about Fernando Tatis Jr.? First-round draft picks, Ed Howard, Reed Dittmer, Zach Veen, and more. International prospects, Robert Pawson, Luis Rodriguez, Jason Dominguez. Top five international prospects from this year, Christian Hernandez, Armando Cruz, and more. Uh, be sure to check this out when it hits stores next week. You know we love Onyx because it's a great value. Rob, this next one is uh, in keeping with our talk of TV shows getting trading cards. Uh, Rittenhouse has a new Game of Thrones set honoring the Iron Anniversary. Uh, so they call it Iron Anniversary Series 1 trading cards. Guess what? This is going to feature hundreds of inscription autograph variations to collect 
In fact, each box is going to have two autographed cards, one of which will have an inscription. There's also costume, relic, and quote cards featuring Daenerys Targaryen, Jon Snow, Tyrion Lannister, character sketch cards featuring Daenerys, Jon Snow, Arya Stark, and many, many more. Lots of parallels and things of that nature to chase. But of course, the autograph checklist doesn't get more important than that and doesn't get any bigger than Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen being on the autograph checklist. But not to be outdone, there's also Sophie Turner, who played Sansa Stark and then went on to star in the X-Men franchise, uh, Tom Hopper, Jack Gleason, King, who played King Joffrey, uh, Alfie Allen, who played Theon Greyjoy, Mark Addy as King Robert Baratheon, and tons more great signers in this product from Rittenhouse. So be sure to check that out in hobby shops and online. And if you can't get enough of the 2020 election, and I mean, really, who can't? You're going to love the fact that Decision 2020 Series 2 trading cards come out next week. 25 cards in every box featuring a variety of base cards, parallels, inserts, and premium hits featuring personalities from the year that was the 2020 election season. New in this series, new nickname cards, Governor State Super Flags, uh, Authentic Army-Navy ball piece cards, and much more. This will be in stores next week. Rob, we have a really unique product coming out this next week, which who knows where it could go. But I've said before, Panini, you were right. You were just ahead of your time. This week, we have 2021 True Creator Creators Collection Series 1 which is the first set ever dedicated to producing traditional pack and box products for gamers, YouTubers, uh, influencers, and the like. Each hobby box is going to deliver at least one autographed card, plus an additional autograph relic or one-of-one one card, plus there are holograph, uh, or sorry, hollow foil versions, inserts, and parallels in every box. So some of the uh, influencers and streamers and gamers you'll see on here include Cash Nasty, Christopher London, uh, Jesser, Troyden, DDG, Jidal, MMG, and many, many more. There's going to be cracked ice autos, rare SP inserts, dual autos, jumbo patches. And of course, you can probably guess that the creators themselves will be buying and ripping some of this stuff on social media uh, across their 60 million plus followers. So again, I know many of our followers may say, I don't know who those people are, but we're talking about an audience of 60 million plus just represented in this box. So 416 cards in the total set. Very interested to see this true creator series one. Yes, very interesting. And we close things out with what looks to be an very unique product from Historic Autographs. 2021 Historic Autographs Written Word POTUS, the first 36, delivers two cards in every box. Those two cards may include the following. A written word card, a limited edition die-cut monument card, a POTUS DNA hair card, a POTUS DNA dual hair card, 
or an authentic POTUS cut signature card. Plus, we found out from historic autographs on May 23rd of some content updates. Uh, the production is 140 16-box cases, with each case now containing two monumental hits, either a POTUS signature or a POTUS DNA hair card. There's 16 boxes in a case, so one in eight. It's pretty cool for a monster hit. Um, this product features handwriting samples from nearly all the first 36 United States presidents, including Washington, Adams, Monroe, Lincoln, and Ulysses S. Grant. These relics have been culled from documents that can be viewed on the Historic Autographs website. Along with these written word uh, handwriting cards, Stork Autos also included some very popular POTUS DNA hair cards and added some new and very rare dual hair cards featuring names like Washington, Adams, Jefferson, and Lincoln. To keep the product fresh, HA made a limited edition die cut monument set that can be displayed by cutting the small tabs highlighted on the box. I can't wait to see what that's all about. Historic autographs, written word POTUS, the first 36 in stores next week. And that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop. Very cool. That's what incredible. Of, what do you think of POTUS? Um, so it actually dawned on me something, and I, I appreciate what you said about the blending of NFTs and the collectibles earlier and where that's a bit more interesting to you. As you're talking about that, it's like what I've always loved about historic autographs, or at least since they've started doing it, is, yeah, they may cut up the documents, which some people just are against. But for a lot of people, it's their only chance to actually have a piece of history like that. They can't buy the whole big giant framed letter or declaration or what have you. But they always keep it intact online in a digital format. Ah. Well, I think it'd be kind of cool if they actually sold NFTs and then the NFT was unlockable to get your box or your pack sent to you. That's cool. I haven't talked to Kevin Hefner. He'll listen to you. Yeah. All um, right. But absolutely awesome too that they you know that they do that. If we've had him on the show before, but if you're newer to the show, Kevin Hefner was literally a history teacher who loved collecting and said, "Well, why don't we put these two together?" You know, so awesome to see that. I love the True Creators product too. I'm excited to see what happens with that. All right, part three of our box break segments features the late arriving delivery from FedEx of Panini Contenders Draft Picks Football and Panini Absolute Baseball. We'll kick it off with the Contenders Football. Six autograph cards, one in every pack. Uh, I don't know what happened. My allergies just like kicked in in the middle like all of a segment. sudden. And I am dying. Have you changed your air conditioning filter? Uh, we do generally pretty regularly. School colors. Campus legends. First card it, hit is a redemption. But it's a great player. Uh, last week's uh, Future Watch uh, football player profile, Jamar Chase. RPS College Ticket Premium Edition Variation. Ooh. Sorry, I'm getting the screenshot of that. Um, 
So what the heck does premium edition variation RPS season ticket T Higgins, little Jarvis Landry foil there. Very cool. Don't like the upside down cards. Contenders, school colors, school colors, campus legends, 400 yards, playoff. Wow. So, yes, yeah, so that might be numbered out of 18. Wow. Yeah. And our next autograph, it wow, how about this? Asante Samuel Jr., numbered to just 99. One of the top cornerbacks. He's going to be huge. Very wow. nice. So don't quote me on that number to 18. I'm actually seeing that that's from 2019 Contenders Draft Baseball. But it does say the same RPS draft ticket playoff auto. These are so new that we're not really seeing. And then last year, Zach Moss was a number to 18. Justin Herbert, Aaron Jones, Deontay Jackson, Ari Cooper, Von Miller, Tyler, so whatever Lockett's it is, it's campus team. ticket. <laughs> Excuse me, I think you passed your allergies to me. Number to 99, Hunter Long, tight end. Another nice player. Three great autos so far, man. Really good box. Travis Entian, School Colors, Elijah Moore, Campus Legends, Tom Brady. Talawana Hafgana, Safety from USC. Campus Tickets Chrome. Notre Dame, Chase Claypool. Woohoo! Campus Legends, Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't mind an auto of him, Patrick Sertan II. He's the top cornerback, and then Asante Samuel. How bizarre is that? How about a second Asante Samuel autograph, but the base version, not the parallel? Well, that's nice. That means that two collectors can have a chance to win an Asante Samuel. So if you were fighting, if you were mad that the other guy was going to win it, well, you've got a second chance. There you go. And that's our last like pack. Joe Burrow. School colors. Noah 
no Trevor Lawrence base though, huh? Yeah, there either. was. Oh, there was. Joshua Cando. Big Florida State box. Um, okay. Looks like and he's then, a ooh. Kansas City Chiefs defensive end. Wow, sure check out this there. prism. Jordan Love, conference ticket, number to 199. Well, that's pretty cool. All right, so let's do this. Um, Hunter Long and Joshua, I'm going to throw in prize packs. Uh, no, not Hunter Long. Those two other guys. So we're going to give away the two Asante Samuels, the Hunter Long, and the Redemption. So four winners from this box. Got it. Got it. Awesome. So the tweet is up. Twitter.com slash GoGTSLive. Make sure to retweet. Tag your friends. Tell your football-loving friends to watch the show. Be in here for their chance to win. And our last box break of this evening is, in fact, 2021 Absolute Memorabilia Baseball. Or I think they just call it Absolute now. I dropped the memorabilia moniker. Two little fun mini boxes in every master box. Find one autograph and one memorabilia card in each of these little mini boxes that has a cello pack in it. Hey, there's Chris Bryan on the back. Just for you, Ivan. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. All right. Jack Flaherty, the great Babe Ruth. Good looking cards. Trevor Story, Trey Turner. Tony Lazari, Jose Abreu, parallel number to 199. Chris Bryant, parallel, icons insert number to 149. Prospects, Mackenzie Gore, and our hits. Well, that's chunky. How about a four? A quad patch auto of Sean Newcomb numbered to just 10. Boom. Wow. I think there's a logo put together in that patch, so you can't yeah. say there's no so logo on that card. You can build your own from that patch. It's nice looking. Number to just 10. Sure to give that away. And then who do we have here? Ahmed Rosario, dual swatch, tools of the trade, numbered to 99. We'll go ahead and give that away, too. All right. All right, our last pack of the night. Matt Olson, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Joey Votto. Absolute memorabilia, right? Just absolute. Colin Moran, Isaiah Kinner Falafel, 
Falafa, 199 parallel. Hey, Clayton Kershaw numbered to 199. No, 149. Rookie class, Andres Jimenez. And what is this? Extreme team, Trevor Story. And our hits. Woo! Oh, look at that beautiful. Oh, I don't want to let this one go. Gold ink signature of Nolan Ryan on a uh, fabricated black baseball skin. That's absolutely beautiful. And this card is numbered to just 25. Boom. Wow. And our last card, not numbered, Tools of the Trade, six-way of Frander Valdez. We'll go ahead and prize pack this one. Three three, uh, winners. Got it. Wow. That Nolan Ryan auto is incredible. You These don't two cards right here. Pieces like that. One number to 10, a quad patch auto. Yeah, pitcher. And then another pitcher that you don't mind getting, Nolan Ryan. Super cool. And I know some fan will enjoy that. That's fantastic. So that's a, uh, a look at our box break segment for this evening. Thanks to Emily Kless, Chris Carlin, and Tracy Hackler. All right. Uh, we have part two of the Kevin uh, Lenane uh, interview. While you guys are watching this, we're going to put Ivan to work to pull uh, tonight's winners, and then we'll be back to announce those winners and wrap things up. Enjoy the second part. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Yeah, because I, I, just to point out a number, there are 8,000 approximately Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer rookies in a PSA 8. But are there yeah. or are there 3,000 that have been resubmitted three times each? Right. You know, like there's no right. way to know right now. And so um, now I won't get into Even how do we. Like packs, right. Even stuff like packs. Right. Yeah. People do wax breaks. What, you know, how do we know? So there's just, it's, it, we got to be able to track this. And that's, that's a big part of this, a part of gentlemen. I mean, packs are a different situation, but like, we want to know if the pops are rising and falling. And, and so, you know, the cracking piece is, is just, it's tough to, to, to follow that without fingerprinting. So then let's, let's go to the other side of that, that word control. I have been seeing a lot of talk on social media, both, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram, also even Facebook groups and from people that professionally submit. So they, you know, generally their opinion is well regarded saying that PSA is giving less tens in the last six weeks to two months than they have historically and saying that it's, it's an effort at population control on tens to keep values up. What are you seeing as far as what's coming in versus has grading shifted in recent weeks or, or, you know, what's, what is your take? Yeah. I mean, obviously my position is that like our standards haven't changed and, you know, I think 
it's it's the problem is you're seeing anecdotal evidence, right? You see evidence, but it's selected evidence, right? Like there was that one tweet of that group submission who tracked over months. And I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying like, how could I, you know, we get a lot of card submissions. And like, I would guess the people that are really nailing their subs are probably a little bit quieter than the people that aren't. And so like, I think it's, you know, I, I'm not ruling out the possibility that like, you know, there's some influence on this flood of, uh, of, of data that might've influenced, um, you know, a grading technique and or grading, uh, you know, um, opinion in some way, like subjectively, like, like a way a jury gets tainted or something, but like generally the standards haven't changed. There is no like company-wide directive to tighten things up. It's, it, or, or kind of uh, tighten things up, meaning like make it more difficult to get uh, a 10. There is a, for sure, a factor of more stuff getting sent in. And like, if there is a certain amount of cards that are out of a set that can get tens, the more you send in, the less tens you're gonna get, right? Like that's just the way it works, right? Like if you think about Prism as having some fixed ratio of tens, if their printing process remains the same or whatever, the more Prism cards you send in, the lower rate your 10 rate's gonna be. And so like, I, I understand that there are people that submit a lot and I've heard from a lot of these people and I do try and talk to each one of them, you know, over the phone if I can. I think it's difficult to have these conversations over over Twitter or, or email. I try and do some in-person conversations if I can. But I think I think there I'm not ruling out the possibility that there is some bias that's been introduced by the tremendous interest in this, but it's it's difficult to tell from the anecdotal presentation of evidence. And I would argue that. I would also argue that you have to accept the idea that everyone is sending in more cards and yet the ratios of possible tens from card companies hasn't changed. Therefore, the ratios of tens should go down just the way it is. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, to close us out, is there anything that you are seeing PSA working on that we haven't covered um, in your new role of VP of product? You know, anything during this no sub phase that they've been pushing on or working on or that you think is kind of cool? You know, I'll tell you what I've been working on. So, so I've only get bear in mind, I've only been at the company for a couple of months, but yeah. <laughs> some of the things I'm really excited about are all the things that are going to hit the sort of quality and speed factors. And a lot of that has to do with imagery. And so we're, I'm really excited about making sure that we can get kind of high quality imagery of everything that we send back to our customers. And that's kind of part of the purpose of why I'm traveling around the country now. And so I'm really excited about getting that. And that's like a centerpiece, both the centerpiece in terms of being able to do a lot of the digital stuff that Gentleman does, but also on the slab side, getting people high quality imagery allows them to kind of enjoy their collection, manage digitally, you know, transact on it. So it's a really important piece. And that's kind of the first step for um, for, for the digital integration as well. So that's a big one that I'm, I'm working on and excited about, which is really getting imagery and, and getting it high quality and, and in quantity. I think collectors will appreciate that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, it's nice to actually hear a voice from, you know, some of these big companies that can sometimes feel so huge and unapproachable. Um, I know you're also on Twitter and you engage with collectors regularly and, and as much as you can. Uh, what's what exactly is the Twitter handle that's best to use you for? Because I think I've got two just my personal Kevin Lenane at Kevin oh. Lenane. 
Awesome. So yeah, hopefully you'll see a big bump in followers after this interview. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much. Good luck in the rest of the travels and we'll be talking right. again soon. Thank you, Ivan. All right. Take care. All right. See ya. All right. So thank you again to Kevin Lenane uh, for some great information. Thanks to Ivan for setting all that up and coordinating. And again, our apologies for us missing out on Scott Greenberg from Starstock. We'll hopefully have him uh, rescheduled another time. Um, but other than that, uh, another quick shout out to all the great reps from the manufacturers keeping us stocked with uh, great product to check out. Tracy Hackler from Panini America, Chris Carlin at Upper Deck, and Emily Kless from Tops. But now, the moment you guys have all been waiting for, winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. So, did this a little differently. So, if I get mixed up, give me a second because the list didn't import the right way. It's chunky and it's vertical versus horizontal. Take your time, bro. You do Just whatever you, know, you got to do. do. I do have it. And so, if you hear your name called tonight, there's one thing you got to do. You've already done one thing, but you got to do one more thing. If you hear your name called, you have to email us to claim your prize. Part of that is this was a long show, two hours tonight. We want to make sure that you're rewarded for watching the whole show. Um, that said, if you hear your name, claim your prize before Saturday by emailing us gogtslive at gogts.net. It's the name of the show at the name of the website. It's also on your screen right now. Email us your name, your mailing address, what you won, and your Twitter handle so we can line it up nice and easy, especially today because the format's going to look a little bit weird. So that'll help Rob a lot when he starts shipping on Saturday. Hey, first Ivan, person that's – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Before you, before you announce the first winner. Shipping on our, Thursday. Our poll had 450 votes tonight. That's that unbelievable. It literally doubled from, from the time when we went on the air. So you guys are great. Plus, I wanted to let you know that the gap between Mash and Friends narrowed to about seven percent. <laughs> Is that because Friends shot up? Did somebody tag Friends and it went? I don't or? know. They're at fourteen point nine. Mash is at twenty one point six. So wow! Thanks to everybody for engaging and participating. You you guys are honestly the best. So thanks. Sorry. Now my nose is running. No problem. I'm sorry. All right. So the first person that's going to have to email us at gogtslive at gogts.net with their name, mailing address, Twitter handle, and what they won is Uh, at AWZ Rocks, who won the Bundesliga Chrome Hits. Congratulations, at AWZ Rocks, for winning the Bundesliga Chrome Hits tonight. Then we've got WWE Women's Division from Tops. Uh, first off, the Charlotte, uh, the Mia Yim Auto. Sorry, the Mia Yim Auto is going to NJ Boy One Eight Nine. Congratulations, NJ Boy One Eight Nine. The Charlotte Flair Belt Relic is going to Joey sweet. Hart Two Seven Zero. Yeah, sweet card number to fifty. Joey Hart Two Seven Zero. The Complete Upper Deck Star Rookie set is going to Tommy's Baller 23. Congratulations, Tommy's Baller 23. Um, the Black Panther, two cards from that, one with Chadwick Boseman and one with Winston Duke, is going to Kim Malachowski. Congratulations, Kim. 
you won the Black Panther uh, two cards from Upper Deck Marvel Black Diamond. The Spider Woman sketch, one of one, is going to at Strewbanger13. Congratulations, Strewbanger13 on the Spider Woman sketch card from Upper Deck Marvel Black Diamond. The Elizabeth Olsen autograph patch is going to at Nick Revel 317. Congratulations, Nick Revel 317. Next up, we've got Panini Contenders draft picks football, starting off with the Hunter Long autograph from the autos there. That's going to Aaron Barry 11. Congratulations, Aaron Barry 11. The uh, Asante Samuel base auto is going to Shesty 311. Shesty 311. Congratulations. The Jamar Chase autograph redemption is going to Jordan Merkley 145. Congratulations, Jordan Merkley 145. And then the Asante Samuel Jr. number to 99 autograph is going to Gowalt Wharton. Congratulations, Gowalt Wharton. And then finally, the last three winners, the Ahmed Rosario relic card is going to at Odehawks, O-D-A-H-A-K-S, Odehawks. The Sean Newcomb auto, number 10, is going to at R. Schlumpberger. Congratulations, R. Schlumpberger on the Sean Newcomb auto number to 10. And then the Nolan Ryan autograph number to 25 is going to the real Neil two, three, one. Congratulations. The real Neil two, three, one on the Nolan Ryan autograph. So, uh, there you go, Rob. There's our winners. There you go. Audience. That's who won today. Uh, but Hey, you're all winners in my book and big shout out, um, to everybody, I saw Greg Reimersma re-upped his subscription and also gifted a subscription. Um, we had a bunch of t- new Twitch subscribers. We will do some more exclusive box breaks for Twitch subscribers uh, to win in the near future. So thank you for those subscriptions. Those are always much appreciated. Absolutely. Ooh, Ivan, thank you so much. Out. You rocked it. Yeah, big week. Um, uh, programming note, and you guys are not going to like this. We're going on a little bit of a summer hiatus. There's going to be no regular show until Thursday, July 1st, where we'll welcome uh, Eric Doty from the Loop app as our special guest. However, that doesn't mean that Ivan and I aren't going to try to do something. Uh, We are losing the services of our fearless uh, tech producer behind the scenes, the asset, James Gale, for a few weeks. But Ivan and I will try to get creative and come up with something. It may not be a regular show, but we'll still try to come up with some entertainment for you. Um, So just be in touch with our social media platforms to keep you abreast of everything that's going on. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Again, thanks to Kevin Lenane of uh, PSA, um, all of our vendor partners for the prizing, James Gale for making us look good and taking care of everything <laughs> behind the scenes. And Ivan Lovegren, as always, couldn't do it without you, buddy. Um, that's Thank it. You, Rob. So. Um, although we will not be back next week, 
um, do stay tuned for coming announcements of some fun along the way. But in the meantime, two things for me. Always be collecting and be the change you want to see in the world. We'll talk to you sooner than you think. Bye-bye.